0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, reward prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. plus. Hi, Elliot. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. How get are a, you doing? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. That's very kind of you to ask. Did you um after a busy week, did you get a little uh, did you get a little time to relax over the weekend at all?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a quieter weekend. I mean, the trade deadline this year felt like it went on for three, four weeks.
0: I was going to um, say, the, deadline day was almost turned into like three-week deadline day.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, when we got to deadline day, there wasn't anything left to do. So um, a lot of the major stuff or a lot of the conversations happened early this year.
0: And now, Brian, I I, I kind of hate to say this, but I feel like I feel like we catch up every year after the trade deadline and go through things, and it's always fun. I love I love doing it, and and love doing it this year. But I feel like, and this may be the first time that you found yourself in the position of selling more than buying more. Is that a fair statement?
1: Yeah, that's fair. I I think every year. You know, for the past eight years, we've, we've always tried to add, um, you know, look for, you know, something that makes sense personnel wise to add to the team, whether it's a depth position or a position or hole we needed to fill, uh, just try and add something to get into the playoffs, um, with as much depth as we possibly could. And this year, it changed a little bit.
0: Is it um well let me ask you this because I, I want to get into obviously some cap stuff, but I also want to ask you kind of some bigger picture stuff in terms of being a general manager of, of a hockey team. I was going back and looking, and I want to say over the last couple of years, don't don't hold me on the exact number, but over the last couple of years, Brian, first round picks that were traded were like three or four or three or four. This year, it was it was well over a dozen first round picks, well over a dozen second round picks. Has there been a change in philosophy, or is this a, just a one off year in terms of valuing? What do they call it? Draft capital?
1: Yeah, I I think the teams at the top, uh, you know, are all very aggressive and trying to load up to get into the playoffs. Uh, I think you see a number of teams, especially in the East that uh, you know are being competitive they're all really good teams and and they want to add as much as they can to compete at that level going into the playoffs so I think once one team adds a guy or two the other teams sort of react and and try and load up and um, you know we got a number of teams in our conference that you know believe they have a chance to win and they were going to spend draft capital I think the one thing that I found unusual was that it's you know, they're trading picks out one, two years, um, which I don't believe happens much or has happened much in the recent years that you're mentioning.
0: Is there is there any is there any belief in and, and Brian? Again, I don't know if this is true or not, but you would always hear like general managers don't like to draft goalies um, early in the draft because they they probably won't be around long enough to see them develop and make it to the NHL level. And obviously, there's exceptions to the rule, whether it's a Carey Price or a Vasilevsky or whatever the case is. But as a rule, general managers don't like to draft early on goalies because they won't be around to see them. Tell me that's not creeping into position player thinking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's pressures on managers to create a winning team. Um, you know, I, I think it's the whole league is about winning and winning now. And I think there's, uh, you got pressures on you to, I mean, you draft first round draft picks usually take four years or five years or very rare that they come in unless it's a very high pick, uh, come in and play right away. So it's, it's more of a win now philosophy than it is. Well, let's win three, four years from now because of the pressures within the league.
0: Hey Brian, so now let's let let's let's go through a couple of the caps moves that took place. The first one was the biggie with Dmitry Orlov and Garnett Hathaway uh, going to Boston, and the assumption was when I saw it happen was you had met with. Dmitry Orlov's agent and you knew that whether it was term whether it was money whatever it was going to be that the two sides weren't going to agree and then it was like okay well we don't want to just see an asset like Dmitry Orlov walk out of here and get nothing for it I totally agree with you did the deal with Boston come together was it always them inquiring about both or did it did it kind of grow into both.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, I think it was, you know, I think we were trying to figure out which way to go, whether we were going to, you know, hang on here and try and compete with the guys we had or make a decision and move on. And so, like you said, the negotiations, um, got to a point where I thought, you know, Orla really wanted to test free agency and same with Hathaway just to see where they were at. And, and I don't blame them. I mean, they're both good players, both fit in great with our team. Um, But they wanted to test it, so we had to make a decision. And then once we put their names out, um, it changed uh, what was going on. And we proceeded from there. I think, you know, obviously they're very good players, very well-respected. And they get a lot of action when your names are put out there for trade.
0: Were you shocked that it was Boston?
1: A little bit. I mean, they they were, I mean, I don't know if I was shocked, but they were aggressive and they were looking to improve their team. I mean, they have a really good team and these two fit uh, what they were trying to accomplish perfectly. So he was aggressive and, you know, I mean, we had a few good conversations and it seemed like it was going to go that way and we ended up finishing the deal.
0: When I saw that a first round pick was coming back in that deal, um, I remember being on the air the next morning and saying, you know what? Now we've got two first round picks. Um, I bet Brian is gonna try to package those up and go big game hunting. And the first name that came to mind was Jacob Chikrin from the Avalanche, who or Avalanche, excuse me, from the Coyotes, who obviously now ends up in in Ottawa. Um, can you say, did you did you kick the tires on Chikrin at all? Yeah, I think we were involved
1: uh, pretty much the whole deadline right down to the end on uh, Chikrin. Um, he fit the profile of the players, the type of player we were looking for. Um, I think in the end, um, you know, it ended up going the other way on us. But, uh, I mean, we hung in there as long as we could as far as uh,
0: trying to get him. Can I ask you a philosophical question on Chikrin? Sure. Do you think it's wrong for teams to sit a guy for three weeks for trade deadline reasons?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think you know, I think it's you know, if something's happening, you can kinda of tell if something's happening the day before or the day of and I think that's appropriate when you you know, it's 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 at the closure and you know, you want you don't want to risk um the trade ending, so I think it's appropriate then, but to do it that long, um, I don't know that it makes uh, sense to me to do it that long.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know who the. I mean, yes, I understand if you know you don't. You know you don't want the. And I, I hate to even use the word. You don't want the injury to happen, right? You don't want the player to get hurt. It messes everything up. It messes the player up. It messes the deal up. And I get that. But three weeks, the guy all he wants to do is play hockey. Who I don't know who you're helping for three weeks. It's ridiculous.
1: Right. And, I mean, it takes your team. I mean, it sends a message to your team, and I think you always want to be competitive as a team, and to have one of your best players or your best players sitting out uh, is not the right message.
0: Eric Gustafson goes to Toronto. Back we get Rasmus Sandin. Um, everybody really likes him and said he probably just needs a change of scenery. What, uh, what do you like about him?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like uh, I like a lot about his game. Um, you know, we're going to give him an opportunity here to play in the top four down the stretch. Um, you know, in Toronto, he was a third pair guy that played really well there in our minds. Um, you know, he's a good puck mover. He's a good two-way player. Zone exits are good. Um, you know, he plays well in the middle of the ice. Uh, I really liked what he did on the power play the other night. Um, get pucks to the net, Move the puck well. Uh, very mobile at the top of the blue line walks the line while well, makes plays i mean there's a lot to like about his game uh he'll get an opportunity with us here to play top four minutes and get some good power play time so we'll have a good chance to evaluate where he's at by the end of the year
0: hey do you agree with this with the Lars Eller trade going to colorado do you agree i felt like that deal was a win 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 a win for the caps A win for Lars Eller and a win for the Avalanche do you walk away feeling that way
1: yeah I do I do I think it was really good I think it's good for Lars Um, he's been a great player for us Um, it's a it's an opportunity I I think you know going forward for us we were gonna have to you know our younger guys are coming in Um, Protoss is playing well McMichael's playing well we're going to have to create a space for these guys. And and Lars is looking to extend his career and he went to a really good team. Um, he's in a good position. Uh, he's going to get some good ice time and uh, he'll be able to extend his career uh, moving forward. Maybe with Colorado too.
0: Hey, can I, you, you brought up like McMichael, like having to find room for him and then some other kids in Hershey. Can I, can I ask you an uncomfortable question? Sure. Is it an unfair belief that Peter Laviolette does not like playing kids.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough for all coaches. Um, you know, I think the the pressures to win now uh, in the NHL. I mean, I, I you could talk to you know most coaches, and it's on competitive teams that are trying to win a championship. Uh, you don't have a lot of time or space for developing young players. So it's a difficult balance if players need a little more time to get to the point where you think they're going to get to. Um, You know, I think with McMichael, I mean, he came in early and had some success. And, you know, I think maybe he missed a little bit at the American League level. He came in there early and he played, you know, 33 games. I think it was. And then, you know, ideally you would like to have more games than that at the American League level. So he got caught. You know, sort of in between, but I think this year um, he's in a good spot. He's played the whole year. Uh, he's getting good ice time. He's learned how to kill penalties, how to take face-off stuff he wouldn't get the opportunity to do at the NHL level right now. So I think in the big picture, in the long run, this has been good for his development.
0: Hey, do you have a um, do you have a timeline in your head, and maybe one that you won't share, um, but you're going to have to, I mean, at some point you're going to have to sit down and have a future conversation with uh, Coach LaViolette.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think given the, whatever, our injury situation, all the stuff we've gone through here uh, this year and the last year, um, you know, I think it's we're going to have to sit down here at the end of the year and, and, you know, take an evaluation, talk to ownership, see where we're at, and then move forward from there.
0: And you know what, and, and I'm glad you brought up injuries, and I know that no team is going to blame injuries, and every team gets bit by the injury bug, but we went, I mean, you tell me any team that has to go most of the season without a top line, or definitely a top six line, your best defenseman is out, other defensemen around. This was a banged up team for a good chunk of the year, and yes, are there other teams that deal with injuries? Of course, but take out an entire top line? You're in, I mean, that hurts.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was, you know, a bit much. <laughs> I mean, we got, you know, a couple guys coming back from ACLs um, that take, you know, a long time. Um, you know, back from coming back from a uh, hip resurfacing. We missed chunks of time with Orloff. Uh, Carlson, the Carlson injury, I thought, really hurt us. Sure. Um, I mean, you can survive that for, you know, two, three weeks. Um because, our, you know, our guys playing behind Carlson, I thought, played really well, but you just can't replace Carlson. And so when it becomes a longer-term injury, it's, it catches up with you as a team, I think. You just can't continue to replace those minutes with uh, your guys lower down the lineup. So I thought that killed us, too. So, I mean, it was, we've been constantly chasing. We knew at the beginning of the year it was going to be tough because we had a number of guys out. And then Brown went down, and I thought that you know hurt us for the beginning, and then we found a rhythm in December, and then our, both our top two defensemen got hurt. So it, it was it feels like the whole year we get continually chasing um, uh, the game on the injury front, and, and yeah. consequently never found a really good rhythm except for um, you know the month of December.
0: Hey, Brian, with the, um, with the, with the signings of, which by the way, I'll tell you, I loved, I loved the extension for Dylan Strom. I love the extension for Sonny Milano. I like that kid a ton. Was that intentionally done before the trade deadline? Not only to send a message to them, but to send a message to the team that we are investing. Um, we may not be going out and buying, but we are investing and to also send a message to other teams of like, Hey, don't even come a calling.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. No, I, I think that, you know, I think we were looking for opportunities to get some younger players in. Um, you know, we signed Strom uh, with the idea, you know, he can come in and fill in for Baxter at the beginning of the year, and then we have a good sense of where he was at. Um, you know, Milano was left out there uh, at the beginning of the year, when we took a chance on him. Uh, he's worked out so i think you know we thought these guys fit our profile you know 25 26 year olds <clears throat> um that are actually playing really well sure and we can move forward with them so we committed to them long term um, you know and i think you know I mean, I mean we're we're getting younger on the back end too with sandine is 22 uh, Marty's 23, Alexiev here. We'll see how he does at the end of the year. He's 23 years old. So we're looking to add players in that profile, that age range.
0: Hey, can I ask you about a def- uh, defenseman that frustrates me? Sure. Why, Brian, why, why do I get so frustrated with Nick Jensen?
1: Um, I think he's a valuable defenseman on... The things he does, he's a good skater. He's a, he's a, he's a very good penalty killer. Uh, he competes. Um, you know, he's provided offense this year at a different level. Um, I think sometimes you could get frustrated with the puck movement, but all the whole package, um, he provides something that a lot of players can't do, and, uh, and we value that.
0: Hey, and I want to ask you, I know that, like, I'm, I'm sure you know, like, whether it's TSN or any of them, everybody, everybody likes to give grades and, and, and talk about, you know, like, oh, how did this team do? How did that team do? I'm not going to ask you to trade or grade your trade deadline, but I do want to ask you how you look at, you traded away or not traded away, but last year, at the end of last year, Sam Sonov goes away and Vitek Vantachek goes away. We bring in Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. Are you happy with uh are you happy with the swap of two for two? Yeah, am,
1: yeah, man. I, I you know, I think we traded away two good goalies, but I think at the time we were we were looking to be competitive going forward. Uh neither one of our guys seemed to grab the number one position. Uh both were gonna be at a salary level where we were gonna have to choose one and go for that one at uh as a number one goalie. And consequently, we you know we made a change. We like what Camps has done. Uh, we like what the, we like our goalie tandem.
0: Sure. Yeah, I like Charlie a lot. I really really like yeah. him back there. As a as a if that's a backup, that's fantastic. Um, and right. then last thing for you, Brian. And then I know I got to let you jump. Um, we got just over a month of, of hockey left. Um, what is the points number that we have to hit if you if you were looking in a crystal ball? To be able to get in?
1: Yeah, I think we're 95, 96, right around that area. Um, Could be higher, depending on how the teams go down the stretch.
0: All right, so we got some Klon to do the rest of the way. Yeah, we do. (laughs) It's
1: it's not going to be easy. I mean, it's a competitive... I mean, you see all the teams with uh, 68 points, 71 points. I mean, the games. Games in hand could be important, come into play here. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to watch down the stretch. Hey. Hopefully,
0: we. Oh, hopefully, hopefully we can get pull it in. off. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Hey, Brian, let's agree. Let's agree. I don't like when we talk on a year where we know going in. Like I want to say, last year we knew at Christmas start printing print off uh, playoff tickets. We knew we were in. I like those conversations better than the ones where we got a big fight coming down <laughs> the stretch. So let's agree. Yeah, me too. Let's agree that by the by the trade deadline we're securely in next year. Let's agree on that.
1: Yeah, I'm all in for that one. Excellent. It's a lot easier going into the trade deadline in <laughs> that situation.
0: But you know what? I was looking back and going, "It's it is. It's it's hard to make the playoffs every year. And 15 out of 16 years, whatever it is, that is a hell of a run to to make it into the playoffs. But I was thinking back and going, "You know what? Even if even if we don't get in this year, and it'll suck. It'll I'm I'm sure for on on your side of the table much worse than on my side of the table, just being a fan. But I don't want to lose. We got to see some amazing things happen. If we don't get in, just watch it. Just watching OV pass How this year will still go down as one of the greatest moments of the year.
1: Yeah, no, it's been incredible um, what he's doing, and just fun experiences. Uh, every every it seems like every couple of games we're seeing some sort of record broken or tied or games played. You know, we have a. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity to watch uh, uh, an elite superstar player uh, finish up his career, and I think it's uh, it's a great experience.
0: Hey, I know I know that they said that when, especially when the Orlov and Hathaway deal was going down, that that you guys talked to Ovi and kind of told him what was going on and the direction, and that we were going to be more sellers than buyers. So that part got reported. I don't remember seeing. Did was he obviously he doesn't want to see his buddy go. But is he is he bought in on what what the what the plan is for the rest of this year and what I'm assuming will be a very busy off season?
1: I, I you know I think Ovi, uh, he wants to win he wants to be competitive. I don't think he's happy that Orloff and Hathaway went out. Um, I you know I just went over the reasons of doing what we thought we were going to have to do, and just so. I mean, I think it's important to communicate him on what we're trying to accomplish. I don't know that he's happy about it, but I think he's more, okay, let's see what happens then.
0: I gotcha. All right, we agreed, Brian. Next year, we'll have a playoff spot securely locked when we talk at this point next year.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or I might not be around.
0: (laughs)